0: Right. I'm the Executive Director of Tapestry, uh, and today we have a special guest with us. He is Brian Eck, Executive Pastor of Irving Bible Church. Irving Bible Church, of course, the home church of tapestry. We're going to spend some time discussing the history of tapestry and the impact and the necessity of the uh, local church's involvement in orphan care, foster care, and adoption ministries. just want to spend a little bit of time with you today, Brian, kind of talking through the history of tapestry, how it started, how it's grown over the years here at the church. So um, if you don't mind just jumping in and kind of
1: giving us as much of the background as uh, is preserved in your memory, that'd be great. Sure, sure. Well, as you know, Ryan, Tapestry started 10 years ago. And over those 10 years, uh, thousands of families and children's lives have been changed. And to be uh, a pastor at a church that has a ministry and that has been able to uh, support, quite frankly, it's an honor to support a ministry like that um has just been a thrill it's become part of who irving bible church is it's it's one of those ministries that when it initially started it was somewhat of a standalone thing Um, which sometimes our ministries at irving bible church start this way what i mean by that ryan is that um, a gifted called um, amazing couple comes and says here's the vision for a ministry we say sure go for it many times that means no funding no support no anything and uh, certainly that was the case 10 years ago when Michael and Amy came to Irving Bible Church, felt this passion uh, to start a ministry that would change lives. And that's not an overstatement. That certainly has been the case. And so when they came, they cast the vision. They said, you know, we really don't need anything from Irving Bible Church. And and Ryan, I'm sure you can imagine as an executive pastor, I have meetings like that at times, and people will say that at times. And I many times laugh and say, yeah, right, <laughs> come talk to me in six months to a year." and um, but Michael and Amy and, and all of the tapestry leadership, uh, really held to their, to their word and started a ministry that I think is a model for the church for a lot of reasons. But certainly one of the reasons is they came and said, this is what God's put on my heart. Um, and we're going to move in this and we'd love the church to support it. And so we did that and the years progressed and it became more robust and more amazing and enrich and depth of ministry, um, that quite frankly, I'm embarrassed at times because I can't even tell you all the things that Tapestry does. Um, and I'm one of the biggest supporters, the biggest cheerleaders uh, of the ministry. Um, and I think that's a testament to the leadership of Tapestry and and to the ministry that you're leading now, Ryan, that, that God's taken it from this seed and has birthed uh, a ministry that, um, that has changed lives.
0: So one of the things that that I enjoy about our church um, is we don't just kind of chase after what looks like traditional Sunday school classes on Sundays uh, we don't just um, we're not just internally focused in our ministry but we are very externally focused from drilling water wells in South Sudan uh, to being involved in the local ISD with lunch buddies and, and mentor programs and and obviously with the adoption and foster care ministry um, I one of the things that I had the pleasure of being involved in um, a few months ago's Propel, which is a class for people who are not necessarily new to IBC, but who are at the point where they feel like they want to get more involved. And so one of the weeks, you're you're a guest speaker in that class, and you told us a story about um, when Michael and Amy Monroe came and kind of their driving reasons behind wanting to do this. One of the things I like about Michael is he doesn't see obstacles. He just sees things that need to be overcome. Mm um and so you know he he talks about how when he looked around there was no not much by way of pre-service training as we would say right. and certainly nothing in terms of post-placement support um do you recall the story that I that I'm referencing and can you kind of share a little bit
1: I do I do um you know we we talk a lot at Irving Bible Church about joining the mission of Jesus Christ, right? So no matter what your story is, there's a place for you to serve and to join this mission of sharing the gospel. And, you know, when Michael and Amy came to Irving Bible Church, they were walking through a journey of infertility. They knew what um, what that entails. But they also, as they started exploring other options, adoption and other things, they realized that there was this chasm between... Uh, the agencies and all the things that are happening when you jump into the adoption journey and the chasm between the church and the body of Christ coming around and supporting that journey and so when they thought about what can what is our story and what can we bring to the mission of Jesus Christ and to the church, they saw that that um, chasm and they realized our story and and our skills and our vision for a ministry to to bridge the gap between the adoption journey and the church. And when they started that, um, they were free to run with that because of what we, quite frankly, we love around Irving Bible Church. We love to start entrepreneurial ministries where there's no chains, there's nothing holding them back. What is it that God's called uh, and placed on your heart? And when they started Tapestry, their vision uh, was so needed, the vision of of the church stepping up and supporting families, linked arm in arm as they walk through the journey, not only of infertility, which certainly could be the case for some, but for a lot of families and for individuals of... Uh, bringing that child home. What does that mean? What does that mean for the church to support? And to start doing things differently is uh, doing it in community and doing it in support groups, not only for the waiting family, but the family that has had a child and has already come, brought that child home, and how do we support them as a church? It was such a huge uh, chasm or void in the church, and that's what really is exciting about Tapestry is because it started out of Irving Bible Church but as you know Ryan and in your leadership you know it's spread across the country. I say many times and I sit many times whenever I travel or I'm even with some of our uh, sister churches, local churches here in the metroplex. It's it it takes maybe a few sentences until they know about Irving Bible Church for them to say, "And do you know about Tapestry and that's a, uh, Yes, as a matter of fact, I do. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> You do know that. I've heard of it. You do, you do. And that's the thing that, uh, it's just so exciting. You know, when we have people come visit our website at urbanbible.org, uh, they go to tapestry more than any other ministry, because it has gone nationwide. It has gone worldwide. And that doesn't uh, happen for all the ministries, I'm sure you know that, Ryan. There's many things that come and go, but there was a need... There is a void, and there is someone, there is a couple that God's placed this vision on their heart, and through the leadership of Tapestry, it's now become one of our core ministries, and it's because a family said, hey, this is our story. Um, we see a need, and we want to fill that. We want to join this mission of Jesus Christ to fill, fill that void, and that bridge that has been built has far exceeded, I think, any of our imaginations and dreams.
0: As you personally know, one of the things we do is we teach the Empower to Connect parenting courses here at the church. And um, we have the privilege of having you and uh, your lovely wife, Allison with us this semester. I know we're only a couple of weeks into the thing, but, but in terms of some of the, the the content that's being presented, what value do you see that uh, in that equipping you, not only in parenting your teenage daughter um but as you prepare
1: to welcome another child into your home. Yeah. Well, clearly you're referencing something that puts me in this, I am so biased towards tapestry. I love it um, personally, and then as a pastor, right? So I see this huge effect, but now for the Eck family, for Brian and Allison Eck, you know, we've been walking and praying about this for many years. and as we've been going through the classes, and certainly as we've gotten to know you and your wife and the Monroes, and quite frankly, many of the families that that are uh, volunteering and are the core leadership of Tapestry, as our journey started kind of playing out and our story started to come a little bit clearer, we realized we wanted to walk this path of adoption and and that that story. And now that we're in it, Ryan, I, I can't imagine, and I'm not overstating this, which pastors are prone to do, Overstate things <laughs> i 'm not overstating. I cannot imagine doing this journey without the class and the support that we have from tapestry and the the empowered to connect i I honestly cannot imagine us doing this without it, and it it makes me think how do we take what 's happening in that classroom for Allison and Brian Eck. How do we keep multiplying it? And that's what excites me about tapestry is it was never just about Irving Bible Church. It was never about the ministry here. It was about the ministry for the church across the nation and around the world. And those types of visions, those t- types of dreams come with a lot of sacrifice, a lot of work, but God is doing amazing things. And so I can look at kind of the the macro effect of tapestry, but then I can look at the micro, the, the, the Brian and Allison Eck, we could not do this journey without the support of... Uh, tapestry and you guys in your ministry. So I am totally biased. I'm the worst guy to give like a unbiased view of this. I cannot imagine us walking this journey without tapestry. And I I so want to see how can we multiply, continue to multiply um, so that families like us aren't just left out in this kind of void and just, where do we go? What do we do? What are the questions to ask? What are the things we need to be praying about and thinking about as a couple and as a family? So um, I like that like a lot of what you said there,
0: um, particularly the macro and micro differentiating, because um, this is a ministry of macros and micros, because on one hand we have, we have a conference here every mm. year between Friday and Saturday. I think we had almost 1,100 people in the building last October. But there is also that micro effect because my wife was on the phone with a mom who lives in Atlanta, Georgia, mm. until about 10 o'clock last night just trying to talk her through some issues that she's, she's experiencing uh, with her child. And so I do love how there is this big umbrella that, that covers a lot, but there is also this just across the table sitting side by side over a cup of coffee, real ministry that happens. Yeah. Uh, On this, on the subject of real ministry, we, um, are big believers that um, the place for this type of ministry is in the local church. Mm. Um, not everybody agrees with that opinion. You certainly can go a lot of places in the country where there are these uh, standalone ministries, these parachurch organizations mm-hmm. that run adoption, foster care, orphan care ministries. Um, we firmly believe that this has to be a ministry of a local church for it to be effective because it's what we're called to do. Can you share some of your thoughts on, well, if you agree with that, first of all? Yeah. I think, and I, and I would say that you do based no, on yeah, the last absolutely. 20 minutes. Sure. Sure, but the value that that being connected
1: to a strong local church brings yeah. in this type of ministry. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll even touch again on what you just said, Ryan. You know, when you're going through this process, right? You could go to Barnes and Noble or on your your Kindle or iPad or whatever you're going to do and download all these books or buy all these books, and you can read all of the information. A thousand are published on average every year. That's I'm told. Right. Yeah, i parenting. Right. Yeah, that's right. And these books are great. Make no mistake about it, and and tapestry does a great job of of using those resources and those tools, but without us sitting face to face with couples that have walked this journey before, and asking the tough questions, and and looking each other in the eyes, and saying, "What are the things we need to be thinking about? What are the things we need to be praying about?" Those that book knowledge for 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 most couples, for for couples certainly like Brian and Allison Eck it it just doesn't translate. I can read all of that material, but when I know I can pick up the phone and and when I know that we can go to a restaurant with all of our kids and play together and live together and do this journey arm in arm linked together. Um, that to me is a picture of the church. It, it it's a, it would it would seem almost outrageous of of Jesus view of what the church should be in the community linking arms mm. to do it outside of that. So Absolutely, I can't envision this being a parachurching something that would be outside the church. It has to be part of the church, and that's what I think is um, it's it's captured the joy or the beauty of tapestry is it's the church doing this together. And so, um, yeah, I could read books, I could go to agencies, I could meet with people, but when when the tough times come or when the tough questions want to be asked. I want to do that in community. I want to do that with you and your wife. I don't want to do that through uh, a, a book, and I don't want to do that feeling like I, I can't do that linked arm in to, arm, arm together. So one of the things that that really kind of drew me
0: to the ministry initially was where Jesus says that you know good news is sight for a blind person and good news is food for a hungry person. So I think that in a lot of ways, the stuff that we talk about in the material that we teach is an extension of the gospel because it is good news for families. Mm. It is good news for kids who come from hard places who have trauma in their past and helping us understand that even if um, your child was, was placed for adoption the day they were born, there is still a sense of loss that they've experienced and that they have to work through. So it's been really, really Healing in our family, Um, the reason I, you know, we talk about it being an extension of the gospel is because God is a relational God. And this, we talk about that healing comes in relationship. And so that's why it's just something that it's a real privilege to be part of Mm. um, because it is just, you know, and well, that's why it makes sense to me in the local church as well, because it is, it is the gospel you know, right. it, it is. It is in the context of the gospel. It is about relationship. It is about healing. It is about hope. It is about restoration. Yeah. Which you know, here at the church, and anybody who hasn't visited, Irving Bible Church hasn't seen the four huge paintings on that wall at the end. It's the restoration That's painting, right? Because right? that is the story of God—that restoration at the end. the Creation, fall, redemption, restoration. Lots of times when we focus on on that world view, we tend to not look at the restoration part. It's all about creation, fall, redemption. But there is that restoration, and this is. What this is about, and so that's what we're just so proud to be part of a church um, that views
1: views things that way. I want to go back to. I want to make another statement about our journey personally. Okay. You know, Ryan, you were referencing, and I, I for sure now see it. I, I've seen over the years the progression of uh, the materials that we're bringing to these families and to these individuals that are either in the starting the journey or have already gone well into the journey, and. The materials are so rich they 're so amazing it 's so uh, eye opening Allison and I constantly go like, "Yeah, I get that, but if we weren't sitting in that class, yep. that never would have came to light. we would have never we, we just never would have thought about that, but where I think the magic and where it really takes it to another level is that we're not doing this in just this void we 're doing this with a group of people together, yeah. and we feel like. Not only are we we're receiving this amazing information and hearing all these things that we just never would have thought about, we're doing it together. So we're talking and we're sharing our stories and we're sharing all of the joy, but we're also sharing all of the challenges, all of the struggles. And if that's not a picture of the church, Ryan, I don't know what is. Yeah. We have this amazing Bible and we have all these amazing stories of Jesus' life and work and, and we can read that. But when we do that together, arm in arm, and we're navigating the challenges of life and also the joys of life, that's the church. And so for me, I look at tapestry as a snapshot of what the church globally should be, working through these challenges, working through these joys, and doing it together. That, to me, is the church. And, and you mentioned it. This is a gospel thing. This is a thing where we can celebrate what God's doing and the redemption that God takes these children through and even these families mm-hmm. Which I think sometimes is lost. I mean, I think yeah, you've I said it many times, and you can comment better than I can about you go into this journey thinking, I'm coming in to save, or I'm coming in to just be this you know, this person, this savior. And isn't it so interesting how that so turns on his head and the stories you've heard more than I have even of, of couples that have met Jesus in a way they never would have experienced if they didn't start this journey and, and how God actually is doing redemption through them yes. more than through the children. God uses our children to
0: draw us into a deeper relationship with him because it is a story of healing and restoration and redemption. And yeah, just like you said, a lot of times we come into this with this rescuer mentality, yeah, um, which God quickly corrects in us because he does not only use us as agents of hope and healing in the lives of those kids, but he uses those kids as agents of hope and healing in our own lives because we have to confront our baggage. There's nothing more difficult than a trying situation with your child when you're under pressure in that moment to realize what you brought to that moment and what you have to change. And so I'm thankful for my children because they have
1: caused me to have to humble myself and be in deeper relationship with the Lord. And that gets back to the, I wonder how many families start this journey with those types of preconceived notions already Mm -hmm. set. But without a ministry like Tapestry and doing do that together as we're wrestling with some of these things, I imagine how many challenges and, and potholes or pitfalls that have happened to the family that goes into this without their eyes open and yeah. and doing it by themselves rather in a community like Tapestry and how Tapestry provides that.
0: You know, it is the community thing that we we don't focus on a lot, but is so obvious when you're part of it. Yeah. Um, we started a new book study on on Sunday night. And had 20 people in the group. You could tell from the moment we we said, okay, we're going to open with prayer. And those 90 minutes, th- this became such a safe place because everybody in the room understands the journey that everybody else in the room is on. And there's no judgment. There's no preconceived ideas. It's all very, hey, man, we're in the same boat together. And it, it is a joy and one of my favorite things. You've heard me say in the class many times, I'm glad we get to teach that class twice a year. Yeah. Because I need it twice
1: a year. Yeah. You know, Ryan, you you and I have talked about this a long time. Irving Bible Church has said for many years, many years, that we want to be the type of church that if we ran out of money, the community mm. would see such the need yeah. that they would raise money. They would figure a way to keep the doors open. And when I look at our ministries at Irving Bible Church, I think the ministry that goes right at the top of the list for that type of thinking is tapestry. Because it was never just designed for our church, our people, it was designed yeah. for the world. And I'm not overstating that. Uh this has gone out and it has changed lives. And and I think that would be one of those ministries where people would say, wait a second, and you know, we haven't even touched on the, the the tapestry and how that has changed and how that's affecting foster care. And and how the city and, and the nation and the state are looking at, at tapestry as a model and and coming to us and saying, How can we take some of the things you guys are teaching and training? Which again, you can comment more than I can, but when I look at our church and say, What is it that what are the ministries that we do that the community desperately needs and would be at a loss if it didn't provide tapestries right at the top of that list? You know, on my desk
0: right now we're going through the entire Empower to Connect course, made it into one document and then send it over to one of the the, the actual largest child-placing agency in North Texas. Um, their staff reviewed it, gave us some comments, and said, we're editing it, I'm sitting at my desk going through it now, and turning it into a one-day course that will teach foster parents there's a behavior management requirement, and we won't call it that, because certainly this isn't about behavior management, it's about hope and healing. But they have said, yeah, we've seen this so effective, we can tell which families, tapestry families and which are not families at our agency and we want this for our people and so another reason that that I just love being part have our ministry be part of the bigger work of Irving Bible Church is because this when we're sitting in a recording studio at a church having this conversation right now, we We're just really amazing facilities and resources here and the church is very open and very gracious and we're actually having a training we're having foster parent training in this building in August we're having pre-service training for people want to become foster parents Mm. at Irving Bible Church in April. And so we're just really excited about all the ways that the church does jump in and support. And it's not just, hey, you know, here's a budget, here's office space. It's not just the things that people typically think of, but it is the broader things as we reach out and really be a valuable part of the community. Because you're right, if the doors had to shut here, the people couldn't even start to make the list of people who would come and say, hey, what can we do to help you stay open? And so to us, that's why we're just not just in our work, but also in my family, just so proud to be members and part of this church here. Um, Awesome. Well, that conversation flowed better than I thought it was. And so (laughs) thank you for being the pilot (laughs) subject. (laughs)